This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDaren.com. Today is October the 14th, 2019, and we're doing something old but new. We're bringing something back. We're going to bring back the picks and kicks because the Falcons suck. So this serves as an announcement for all the people who listen to Rapid Reaction. We're still going to have, we're not going to do Rapid Reaction anymore. We're going to tie our Falcons thoughts into the weekly picks and kicks. And what we'll do is starting week seven of the NFL, we'll make the first 10 or 15, between 10 to 20 minutes about the Falcons. And then we'll go and talk about the league as a whole because basically the Falcons suck. It's not even really worked. It's hard to find the energy to talk about them right now. So we're going to talk about something a little more exciting, and that's the league in general. What's up? I got Calhoun with me. What's up, homie? Man, it feel good bringing this back, man. R.I.P. M.O.B. We don't been on a lot of these, dude. We might as well bring the championship belt back. Yeah, we got. I'm looking at the belt right now, so we probably will bring the picks and kicks belt back. And remember how we did picks and kicks? We predicted the record before, or we predicted the score before, and then talked about what happened to the league previous. So we'll start predicting the records probably next week. We'll just talk about the league as a whole this week. What? I say, well, let's do a recap, and then let's pick our let's pick some, uh, next week's game. Want to do that? All right, let's go. Let's do it. That's how we doing this, Zerdan. That's only professional. We do it on the slide. We'll let you see the behind the scenes, baby. So before so we get to, to the on, now you see how it works. before we get to the league as a whole, remember this is the last week of rapid reaction for the Falcons. So go and listen to that. I think that'll be podcast two sixty eight, and where we talk about the Falcons' loss to the Cardinals. As a reminder, we're going to fold the Falcons into the weekly picks and kicks at the beginning. So like for all our Falcons heads, you'll get that at the beginning. Then you can clock out if you want to and go do something else. But that's how we're going to operate for the rest of this season. So let's go ahead and talk about the league as a whole. All right. So it's interesting where we are in this league this year. Uh, it's a lot of different stuff going on, right? Um, you can't get a good balance. And this is why I say in the beginning, you don't just go with wet teams and week two, week three. But they world beaters. They look like this and they just beat the Miami Dolphins. Who gives a fuck? You got to goddamn let this shit marinate. You got to let it marinate on the... You got to give it some time on the grill. You got to see what you really got. Can't just hop out here. So Thursday was the beginning of it. I think some of the stuff that they're doing with these new rules, though, has really impacted the game. What are your thoughts on these rules that they got going? Some of these can't let on the quarterbacks, emphasis on holding. The referees are playing too big of a part in the NFL. It's running the game of football. We keep saying that. But it's really playing a real big key in it. So What's your thoughts on that? I think that matters more to you than to me. I think the NFL is at the crossroads. You either go down the two paths. You either go down this path of trying to make the game safer and putting in these rules. And with more rules mean more ref involvement, right? Or you do the opposite and say, fuck that, and be hockey, be a niche sport or boxing or whatever. And, I, you know, I think that they, I think it's either or. I think that what the I think that what the NFL the the rule that irks me the most right now is this pass interference rule because 
ultimately the Saints got screwed. Ha ha ha. We don't like the Saints, but for a league as a whole, it's just y'all got screwed. Suck it up and move on. You know what I'm saying? That should be kind of the mo with that. Not trying to change the whole league because one team had an egregious call go not didn't go their way. So that because it was a it was a knee jerk reaction to it. I'm yeah. sorry to cut you. It was a knee jerk reaction, and what was even scarier about it? What's worse about it is this pass interference has been a disaster. Yeah, nobody knows how to do it. The coaches don't know when to challenge it. You, you it's like holding. You can call pass interference damn near on every play. So it's just one of those things nobody knew how to do it. And so ultimately, it should just be taken out. Like, it's just the Saints got screwed. Sorry for them. You know, sorry for them. Hopefully, this doesn't happen. Now, what this doesn't happen in the league as a whole. What should have happened is that they just should have fired the ref involved in that call. Right. Like, we make complicated, we make complicated decisions. Simple decisions, complicated. You blow a call that egregious, you should be fired. Point blank, period. Oh, there should be some disciplinary action taken, and this is where it comes into what you always talk about. NFL needs like a minor league version of itself. So, a rough mate bad cause like that should be shipped down to the minor leagues and work its way back up because you can't miss something that agreed, you know, that blatant. But the way they're doing this thing now, Jesus Christ, they they don't they don't turn it over as much, and they're not making the call like it's still human error. They need to take it out. They, they just need to take it out because it, it's putting the spotlight. On the game and a nigga in the light that shit. They don't need no more negative lights on the game. They don't need nothing else negative, and this is something that's just another negative to the game. They need to get rid of it. So, but but, you know, it calls for some for some dramatics and some heroics. I think still the way they're doing the quarterback, just put a flag on that sissy, and then play ball that way. Sick of it. Um, And some of the hits have been crazy. What is that? We we were late on this, so we don't have to get into all the recaps of the league. We'll just start or not because the the perfect situation is interesting too. No one has been banned that long. I wonder if he's going to win that appeal, but we could just jump into the games if you like and just go right to it. Yeah, um, so I mean, we, yeah, we can hit on some bullet points of the week in general. But the coming on the perfect, he's just a victim of who he's being, right? You know what I'm saying? So right. like, and should he be probably? You know what I'm saying? But that's what it is, and I, I don't have a real opinion on that. I just think he's a victim of past sins. Probably should be a victim of past sins. Don't really know, but that's what it is. So I think NFL being sissy soft. Um, this is the game. In the 90s, he would have been glorified. Early 2000, he would praise him. He can't do the stuff that he's doing because they've been changing these rules, but at the basis of this, not even at the core, not even deep down, when you strip everything out, all that stuff, he ain't all that. This is a violent game. This is just like saying... Hey, no more headshots in boxing. Can't do it. It's just that's that's not. It, 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 it has to be what it is. So let's bring it back now, to we, us personally. We have a me, you, and Double R have a fifteen year old, a fifteen year bet that the NFL won't be the same NFL. And I don't mean like from this rule standpoint. And it may take longer than fifteen years, but will the NFL wind up becoming a niche sport or just becoming ultimately flat? If they keep doing what they're doing, uh, we told, I said it before, we said it a lot. They got to cut bait on trying to please everybody. Because when you please, try to please everybody, you please nobody. So you have to go out to your core fans, say, fuck it, and ride out. But this whole trying to appease and be this millennial and this new NFL, 
you only thing you're doing is just watering down your sport and making your sport worse. So you just so brought I'm a good, you brought a new word, and we'll get after this question. We'll move on. Do millennials have the stomach for the NFL? Like, is NFL becoming a sport of just our generation X or whatever our generation was? Like, is it just going to be in decline because the millennials don't have the stomach for it? When everything is said and done, we're still the kind of people that still want bloodshed. Well, is it a different type of bloodshed? Is it a different type of bloodshed? What'd you say? Is it a different type of bloodshed? Yeah, at our core, human history has always wanted some form of violence and bloodshed, right? Like even if it's not, even if it's not sport, even if it's movies, even if it's like we at at our core, we have. I mean, we have some lust for bl- b- violence, bloodshed, whatever, right? So is it just that list is changing from the NFL to something else? With the millennial nah. generation. No, nah, they're just some hoes and want to talk about it. But I, I'll give you an example. They're doing this whole thing about the Joker movie, right? Well, right now, uh, second weekend, it's already at over $100 million in two weeks. Sorry about $123 million. Talk all that shit you want. They're on the way to being a billion dollar movie. And that's with Gemini Man coming in and taking some of the stuff away. Say what you want. We still want that dark. We still want the gritty. We still want that. It's just human nature. Yes, I agree with that. But is it but is it one of them things where okay in our dark and our grittiness, okay, we can get rid of the NFL and replace it not with a sport, but maybe with or with some other form of entertainment, not necessarily football. Nah, and not especially not in 15, 20 years. I don't know what else, but no. So that leads us to where we are. A millennial playing the starting quarterback for the Giants. It ain't it is not Eli no more. Giants and Patriots game. Well they are millennials. Millennials are you your age people. Oh listen, hold on now. We're not gonna No, the millennials are people who what's millennial? Somebody born between he's a millennial too, but you're at the beginning of the millennials are somebody born between nineteen eighty and two thousand or something like that. I forget what it is. Hey, 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 you know. Watch it. Just watch it, buddy. Okay? Technically, that's what they call millennials. But to your point, it's just... Go ahead. It's enough. Giants-Patriots game. I don't know if you watched it. I watched it. It was 35-14. Not much to talk about in this game. We'll break down all the games. Uh, The Patriots' defense is amazing, actually. They really come along. Giants are, you know, just the Giants. We got to gloss over this. Patriots going to the Super Bowl again this year. We'll see what happens with them. We don't have to talk about every game because we'll talk about every game when we talk about the next week's matches. But, let, I mean, let's just hit on some high points or, or some highlights. So, one of the things you and me were talking about was kind of Casey, Patrick Mahomes versus Deshaun Watson. And, you know, we can talk about them specifically in the game and then hit Lamar Jackson and some other things. But right now, you were talking about that and you had some opinions on KC and or Houston, Deshaun Watson. So you go ahead and get started and I'll jump in. No, I mean, I don't really have too many crazy opinions on. I think it was a good shootout between the two. Um, I mean, Kansas City has some real alarming points. It goes back to Andy Reid. How good is Andy Reid going to be? He's like the Mike D'Antoni of football. And his defense is is just as bad as his offense is good. They, I don't give a damn how good your quarterback is. This goes back to my theory about you have to have all facets of football and working because of the best friend of a quarterback is on the offensive line, but a run game. And right now the Chiefs don't have no run game. 
And so they're going to run into some walls here. And that's what they've done. That's two weeks in a row. I think the defense is a and big concern for them. That's a huge concern. Got to have all facets of the game. That Chiefs defense is almost as bad as the Falcons. It's not as bad, but they're bad. Boy, they're bad. Because they're shooting it out and staying in games. And their defense, Mahomes just asking them, to, hey, man, just do, just do something. And they aren't doing anything. And it's worse, more egregious with a team like that when I'm sure they all believe in Patrick Mahomes. Like when the guy who's actually, you said this point in our rapid reaction about Julio. Julio Jones don't really say that much, but when he asks you to do something, you need to do it because you know he's doing his job. Right. So like their defense should be trying extra hard just because they know Mahomes and the offense are doing their job. So ultimately, you know, Andy Reid is Andy Reid. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. But I think you uh, we were talk, you were talking about more Deshaun Watson because I t- you know I say I I think that Deshaun Watson is a slightly above average in, in that good category. Maybe the Falcons game with the game he does turn the corner. He did turn the corner, but I'm I'm not as big a Deshaun Watson fan as y'all are. I think he's okay. You know, that's what the Falcons good for. They can write it. You, you, your team off track. You come on down here, put the Falcons. We'll get you right where you need to be. Get you the confidence you've been needing. We'll work out the kinks in your defense and offense for you. We'll get you where you need to go. We'll get you right back on track. But that being said, let me ask you, how good do you think the Texans really are? If you're saying they got a mediocre quarter, uh, you know, middle-of-the-pack quarterback. I mean, he above. He between the 10. So, middle-of-the-pack may be kind. I'm, he's above middle-of-the-pack. He, he between 8 and 15 or whatever. 8 and 14 as quarterback. I, I, I wouldn't put him top. I definitely wouldn't put him in top 10. That's what I'm saying. So you agree with me in that part. I think Houston's just okay. I mean, they're just gunfodder. So in Transformers, of course, everything can be related to Transformers. The reason they created a lot of characters is to be gunfodder. So basically, they can get shot and nobody really cares, right? They don't have speaking parts. They're just dead. That's what Houston is. They're just somebody to get in the Patriots way on their way to a Super Bowl. They got to play somebody. So why not Houston? In the first round, not the ass out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so that, they just gunfodder. So it just so happened there was a lot of highlights of yesterday to me, and we'll we'll be doing it just like this. We'll wrap a reaction to these games. I watched the Panthers and the Buccaneers. I probably watched the second half because I was the first one. What do you do with Jameis Winston? Jameis Winston had a lot of yards. He turned that ball over five times. Well, six. He threw he threw five interceptions. And where does Carolina go? Because Kyle Allen. Let's park the car here. Say no more. Let's park the car here. I'm gonna get my thoughts on. We can ping pong it back and forth. I think I said this in the, we did an Andrew Luck podcast, so we 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 had an idea of doing a Jameis Winston Marcus Mariota podcast, but no, we never went up through with it. Tampa Bay owes me nothing with Jameis Winston; they've given him every chance that you can ask for. Like if he's the face of the XFL next week, next year, wouldn't be surprised. Like you can't, there's no place in the league for him. Like he's back. You said the best; he's backup status, and he's proven it every week. So I mean. If he's humble enough to take a backup job, cool. But, I mean, Tampa Bay owes me nothing. They've done right by him. So, I agree. Uh, Jarvis Winston has – he has – Mario the two. His, his career has had nine lives. And, like, now even how Bruce Arians, who's in here trying to have the quarterback whisper, he still gave that thing up. So, I, I, I agree with you. You got to let him go. What do you do with Cam Newton, though? Because 
Cam Newton, I don't know if he was still hurt or not, but them first three games, he didn't look good. Kyle Allen coming here, that, that offense looked way better with Kyle Allen. So let's back up and say this. You like this guy, and I think he's wildly overrated, but Christian McCaffrey. Christian. No, I mean, he is for what he is, but they they run everything through him. He's a numbers guy. Yeah, he he going to get his numbers because he touched the ball every play down there. So he's he's the closest you can get to a quarterback from a skill, a a Mm non-quarterback. So, like, I think that Cam, I said this earlier, I think it's just time for they're just in a relationship that needs to go somewhere else. They ran it ran its course with him. It's just time for him to go somewhere else. Now the question is, where could he go? Who what who would want him? That's probably a more interesting question. But I think Cam and Carolina ran their route. They ran their path. And it's interesting. You you either leave town or they run you out. And he just should have left town probably last year, the year before last. So what are the superhero movies like? If you're a hero, it was Batman. You either stay a hero long enough to be a villain. Where where Harvard where Harvard Dent told him? No, they either kill you or you he, stay they either kill you or you stay a hero long enough to be a villain. And that's what Cam Newton has done. And he almost he's bought dead and he's already a villain. And all they needed was a, a little red sunshine, so I think it's time for him to get on. I think it'll help them. It'll help him and the Panthers, honestly. No, I mean I don't think the Panthers are a good team. I think they Kyle Again, I think that Cam was hurt. That's why they're doing better. But I don't think they're a good team. I wouldn't consider them say a good team. I think they, the, their best is gunfighter for the NFC. Yeah. I don't think they're a good team either. Neither one of those teams is a good team. So speaking of neither team being a good team, Redskins, Dolphins, somebody had to lose, lose in the bullshit bowl. Somebody had to lose the number one pick. And the Dolphins are really, really bad. Do you fire the head coach after this year? You know, I'm a huge I don't find any coach out of the first year. That's one of my problems with Arizona. Like, and I really hate that the Falcons let Cliff Kingsbury. I wish Arizona would have the same record they did last year to see if they kept Cliff Kingsbury. But it looked like they're going to have a slightly better record. But um, all that to say, I'm not a fan of firing any coach in the first year. Like, if you're Miami, you've already, you came in with the aspect of tanking. Once you let um, Fitzpatrick be your starter. I think the biggest issue or the biggest talking point from this game, well, two, and we're not going to talk every game. We just talk about how bad is Josh oh, Rosen? He's, not, he's talking whichever one is, is big. So I'm, yeah, yeah. We, how bad is Josh Rosen? Right. That's the that's the telltale. That's why the GM of Arizona should be fired. He will be. Don't worry. But how he bad is, is Josh, Josh Rosen? Rosen he got the right skin completion to stay a little longer, but he's horrible. Hard-ridge. Oh, to go back to the old school when then he got the the complexion for the protection for the collection. Yeah, okay. <laughs> There's no way he should be in the lead next year. Like as a backup as anything. Like he should be practice squad. We talk, we joke about Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston pedigree is the reason he shouldn't be in the lead. He probably think more of himself than to be somebody's backup. Josh Rosen doesn't have the skill to be a backup. It's two different things. He don't have the skill. He can't cut. It. So, and that's I wanted to go into details about the risk and then I went in the game and I really nailed about it. It goes back to the coach what I'm talking about. It's 17-16. Y'all just scored a touchdown. You ought to go for two instead of the, instead of taking the field goal. That's, that's stupid to me. I, I understand you want to you, uh, you want to show you guys you believe in the season loss anyway. But hey, the world don't believe in you, but I do. So I understand that. And if you and, yeah, and if you don't get it in their case, hey, we first pick anyway. So. It's no, it's no losing that situation. 
you Are you win. surprised how the Saints been playing? Are they still winning? I'm surprised that and it, I mean it's survive and thrive. So like I am surprised that like Teddy Bridgewater was playing like shit, but they've stepped up in other areas. You always say when a team wins, when a team with talent loses, it's because of coaching. When a team with less talent wins, it's because of coaching. This is a team who's winning because of coaching. This is a testament to how good Champagne is because they're, they're, the game yesterday was 13 to 6. The game against Dallas was 12 to 10. And Teddy Bridgewater did a heinous, he did an unforgivable crime in that Dallas game. And they was in field goal position. He ended up taking a 20, 30 yard set to get him out of field goal position with like a minute and some change left in the game. So Dallas could have won the game, but they didn't. Sean Payne really coaching his ass on. Um, and that's what I'm saying. When Drew Brees get better, boy, they're going to they're gonna tell the lead a new asshole. Did you think Teddy Bridgewater would be this bad? Teddy Bridgewater was good in Minnesota. He no, but yeah, he's, he's, he suffered a. He suffered a. Oh, for most people, a career-threatening injury. And I think the things that they add, I think the things that Minnesota did well when he was with Minnesota, the Saints don't do. Teddy Bridgewater did good. Run, run, play action. Run, run, play action. Deliberate kind of play action. The Saints ask you to do something completely different. Quick throw, quick throw, quick throw, quick throw, quick throw. Teddy Bridgewater never excelled in that. Now, who would excel in that is somebody like Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, somebody who come from that Oklahoma system where the ball to get the ball out your hand and let the playmakers make the plays. Like that that would be an interesting to see like Sean Payton with one of the old type guys. You think the guard of mystery trainers over with that whole hype about him? Because he fucked me in my fantasy. I will tell you that. Oh, I thought you didn't like him. That my guy. Um I think that no, I don't think he's I think that he's gonna come back down song. Huh? You think he just went up against a buzz song? Uh, once, buzz, I just think, once they get more tape on you, right, people can see your tendencies more. But I do think he's a – I think he's a decent quarterback. So I think he's just tendencies. Huh? Probably call a little bit right here on Jacksonville. I think they have a trash-ass coach. And what you think how they handle in the Jalen Ramsey situation? Because clearly right now, he's been doing the whole bad thing for the last three weeks. It ain't his back. He's been saying, get me out of here. He don't want to be a distraction. But he's not playing because he won't out. In my personal opinion. So why not just get let him go? He don't want to play with them no more. He's not playing for that coach. So people don't know. Digital Darren has a toddler. Mm-hmm. A 35-inch mini terrorist. <laughs> he whines when he doesn't get his way. He still he's he'll be 17, 16 months this week. He, he can't talk as much as he, he can talk some, but not can't communicate everything he want to communicate. He spoiled. His mom loves him to death. I love him to death. We're older than we had him, so he gets even more attention than, than most kids would. But he tries to hold us hostage with the whining. Mm-hmm. And we can't, as parents, be like, well, let's just shut up the whining and give him what he wants. He wants to do this. We're saying no. He keeps whining. What do you do? And to all my parents out there, you, I'm sure you had this dilemma in some form or another. What you do is you can't give a terrorist what they want because they'll just keep doing it in this in other aspects. And so the Jalen Ramsey to the demands of a terrorist. That's that's the American way, right? And that's why. And that's why we pay a trillion dollars in, in defense and not a one dime in tribute. Right. 
So let me come back and say this. From Jacksonville, no, you do not give in to the demands of the terrorists unless it best benefits you. Not quietly, are you shipping them? Hey, we need three first rounders for him. Yeah. If your price is whatever your price is, you don't budge on that price to get him out of here. You make him, un- and this is the problem with the NBA. He's unmiserable. Fine, stay that way. Enjoy being ri- a rich, miserable person because you're not getting your way out of here unless we get our way. That's not the millennial way, Darren. Everybody gets to have their cake and eat it too. Hey, when you, be happy. when you think about an organ, when you were in charge of an organization, when you're in charge of anything, you think about somebody bigger than you, and that's what when you're in charge of an organization, you're you're Let's be real. Your duty is to the fans of Jacksonville, your season ticket holders, not to no goddamn Jalen Ramsey or any player, regardless of whatever. So, like, my fans want to see you or not get maximum value for you. So, you can sit there and be miserable, bitch, and moan. We'll find you. We'll beat you. You will, you will learn that, hey, this is how it works here. Once we, if you want to, if you want to go, come on this field, increase your draft position, and increase what we can get for you, then we'll be happy to get you out of here. Yeah, they did a bad. They did, it, 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 it's a hard choice. Uh, it's just amazing me how far they fell off. A couple of years ago, it was the AFC Championship game. But they they rolled they rolled that tour, and this is why you have to maximize those years. I'm always in the Falcons of the Super Bowl, and that's why I'm so happy for Eagles fans. I told y'all the Carson Wentz isn't that good. The Eagles aren't that great. They just maximized that one year. So now their whole the whole organization has a different definition to it, even though they're the same team that underachieved before. The Eagles aren't that good. They just maximized that one year. They're, what, they're the Falcons who won the Super Bowl. Which goes back to how the Eagles, which goes to the Eagles' good segue between the Eagles and the Vikings. And that's a game we'll have to talk about. I am amazed at how trash they really are, have turned into. But I was telling you that before. I mean, I told, we had we did this whole, go back and listen to the Quarterback Steakhouse Comparison Volume 2 podcast. And I told y'all, you know, I asked the question, and all y'all shot me down. I know we'll forget that. I was like, do you at least think about keeping Nick Foles? Hell no, nah, you keep Carson Wentz. And I was like, he had one good year. Let's see if that's who he really is. And it turns out he's just an average quarterback who had a good starting, a good year. Yeah, he's just running a mill quarterback. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks that's, not, that's running a mill, I watched some of that Brown Seahawks game because I was red zoning it. Is is Russell Wilson the MVP of the year so far? So let's park the car here. That's a good question. Let's who are the top three MVP candidates, right? Hey man, side no listeners, man. We vibing, man. Y'all hear how we going at this thing? We're professionals. Go ahead, though. So let's talk about MVP in general. Who are your three MVP candidates right now? Right now, uh, it would be Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and I mean, I I, I'm not going to say Tom Brady. Tom Brady hasn't been doing shit the last couple of years. It, maybe even Darren Cook, maybe. So, running that, um, my three, not in no particular order, Christian McCaffrey. I'm sorry, Christian McCaffrey. Well, he on the losing team, though. No, nah, they three and two. They will be by the end of the season. So, right now, just. Put you on that hole. Like, they want to suck him off so bad. He the great white hope. Yesterday, he was 22 for 31. Chris McCaffrey's not all that hot to me. He's just volume, 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 volume. No, he's just volume, but at some point, the numbers matter. Like, he is – Kyle Allen is playing good ball, but Chris McCaffrey is who they're focusing on, and he's still getting some numbers. So, he's not my number one, but he's a candidate. 
I think we're just saying Mahomes because of Mahomes. Uh, now he was going to fuck. Like these last two years, these last two games have been bad. But Mahomes had have the numbers. He was going the fuck off. Seemed like they hit the wall a little bit. But Mahomes still might lead the league in numbers. Mahomes would be up. Mahomes would be up there. Actually, Russell Wilson, would, Christian McCaffrey, Russell Wilson would be two hands down. And I have a tie for number three: Russell Wilson. I mean, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Jackson been balling, but the other games don't, though. And, and the, the reason I say Lamar Jackson because he is clear indication of where he goes is where they go. We're going to get on Lamar Jackson in a minute. But Russell Wilson is... He's something right fantastic. Now. He's amazing. It's Russell Wilson and everybody else. Hell, that Thursday night game between him and the Rams, Jesus, the throws he was making was unbelievable. He brought them back. The Browns had them for, like, I want to say it was 21 to seven or something like that? He brought them folk back. Every time I see Russell Wilson play, I see why basically when they were like, they were saying Pete Carroll had favorites and Russell Wilson was his favorite. I see why. Like, the rest of y'all motherfuckers can get there alone, man. We gotta make this guy happy. Everybody. He, he's worth every penny they get, that they give him. He's worth every single cent. Russell Wilson must be, it's Tyler Lock. Let's go back to your argument about paying a wide receiver 60-something million dollars. It's Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. You do not have to pay no motherfucking wide receiver. They got nobody talking about Chris Carson, even though he's a fucking bull. Chris Carson ain't nothing to fuck with up there. I like that boy. But Chris Carson ain't Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. He good. He good. But that shit is Russell goddamn Wilson. That is what that team is. That team defense ain't even the same. They good, though. They straight. Like their defense is straight. They good enough. They good enough. But that shit is, they can win. Because God, Russell Wilson is peaking at a level. He's always been good, but now he's turning the corner on great. That cat looking like a, I don't want to sit here and blast him, but he looking something like a, a Steve Young almost. Maybe even better. He might be better than Steve Young when he's said done. I know his numbers will be. Russell Wilson is one of the few quarterbacks who have to carry a team. Right, and he's carrying it. So now, I, what is that? I'm, what about these overhyped Browns? They they had they they gonna have to get this together. And I think this goes on Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's as good as people try to make him to be. But I'm, so honestly. we talked about this offline, and I've told you I think Baker Mayfield was overrated in college. I think all Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma is overrated. Cause whenever they play somebody who's on their level talent wise, they shit the bed. And you know, I and like if you're gonna if you're gonna play these cats, you gotta play that. Their offense is so simple. Get the ball out quick, and we'll just out-athlete everybody. That's why I don't think Lincoln Riley will be a good coach. That's why I don't believe in none of these Oklahoma quarterbacks. Because the whole premise is, hey, we got better athletes than you. We'll just out-athlete you in space. Right. So, like, I don't believe in none of them. I think that, sadly, Freddie Kitchens is going to fall on the sword for Baker Mayfield being just an average quarterback at best. I think average is Baker's Mayfield ceiling. If he can be average, that's a great career for him. He has, what, four touchdowns and like 12 interceptions or something? Like, something crazy. He, he lead the league in interceptions right now. Yeah, he had two, what he had, two or three yesterday. Yeah, he's not that good. He's a short quarterback who the best thing he could do is run around and he can't run around and they're not letting him run around and he can't really run around in the NFL. So, you know. I, I, well, you can if you're this guy we're about to talk about, Lamar Jackson. Jesus yeah. Christ. Now, granted, it was a bad Bengals team. I'm not surprised how bad the Bengals are. They're terrible. 
Uh, but Lamar Jackson, Jesus, they starting to let the, the training wheels off that kid. And I was thinking about this yesterday because he went almost 250 yards throwing and 100, over 150 yards running. Is he – I think he's a better version of Mike Vick. Not as electrifying as Mike Vick. I think he's a better version of Mike I disagree. Vick. I think he's a Mike – I think he's – I think he's – Mike Vick was – one of the biggest things that hurt Mike Vick is the time he came into the league. Motherfuckers, and this is, we talked about this in our podcast this week about reparation, about how Dan Quinn got fired. And how I can understand why Arthur Blank fired Dan Quinn. And I can, how I can understand what Dan Quinn was. Dan Reed. Yeah, Dan Reed, excuse me. Dan Reed. So everybody, when Mike Vick came into the league, they tried to make every quarterback a pocket passer. Like it was no, it was no exception. Michael Vick is something unique. You've never seen Michael Vick. Even Lamar Jackson, his greatest team. Training wheels off of Mike Vick, though. He wasn't even getting 200-yard pass in a lot of games. Yeah, but they weren't trying – they were just letting him run. They weren't necessarily taking the training wheels off him because they still kept trying to force him into the reads that they – look, Greg Knapp is the worst offense coordinator in history because he literally had – he literally had a tank when motherfuckers were still building wood ships. He had an AK-47 when motherfuckers were using bows and arrows, and he was like – I don't. I just shoot up in the air to scare everybody with my AK forty seven, and that didn't work. So I think that Lamar Jackson benefit. The best benefit is he's in a new a new day and a new era where people are realizing, hey, we can. And Baltimore is realizing, hey, we can get away from just this quarterback who has to be a pocket passer. Hey, let's just run, run, play Let's unleash him. Now the economics of what they're gonna do. I don't know if that'll ever catch up to him. Him being frail. Him t- them tying everything into him. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna fully unleash the training wheels on him, you gotta have three, two or three quarterbacks who can do similar things to him. And that's the, going back to Michael Vick. If you're gonna ever unleash these quarterbacks, even Baker Mayfield, you're gonna need quarterbacks who can do the similar things to them. So you're gonna have to find a cheap a, a six round quarterback who can run and throw. If you're gonna, well, be I think they got they got RG three on their roster. They still got them. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That's the point. Like you're gonna have to have three of those or two of those or how many quarterbacks on the roster of those. You can't have Lamar Jackson then have Ryan Fitzpatrick as his backup. They do two completely different things. Like this is a philosophy change. And the same thing with Baker. Same thing with Kyler Murray. If you're gonna get these, even Josh Allen with Buffalo, I really think he sucks. But if you're gonna get these quarterbacks, you have to. This this is a philosophy change. For the whole organization, we're gonna be. So a- what you're saying that I'm gonna recap my Mike Vick statement, even though he has some glimpses of. You know who he really looked like to me a lot, like, but well, he it, like he, this person's not dead, but he would be like the reincarnated version of Vince Young. Is who he more so remind me exactly. Of. So yeah, he's more Mike Vick is some Mike Vick is some <laughs> different, and Lamar Jackson is more of a Vince Young. In this delivery, he's Vince Young without the shackles of Jeff Fisher. Exactly, he's a Vince Young would have been with a good coach. Exactly, because Mike Vick was. I was looking at it. He's not Mike Vick. Mike Vick was. I don't think we'll ever see another Mike Vick because that motherfucker was something different. Um, but he's definitely like where Vince Young would have been. Even how he's, he's throwing is awkward. Is the way he run and all. Like he's my. He's a, he's a smaller Vince Young. Think about he's this. Like, and just to hop on the Mike Vick point, Mike Vick was such an elite specimen, such an elite athlete. Everybody was holding him back, and could nobody hold him back. The coaches, the league, they didn't know what to do with him. And so they just, all that held him back. Lamar Jackson, they did that last year with him, but now they're unleashing him. That's why he's not Mike Vick. Like, 
they just were scared. They didn't. They threw him in or like shit. We don't have time to start the playbook for him last year. We're just running around, and then hopefully he can do something. Now with a full season with them, they un, they have a better understanding. They'll just keep having a better understanding. So as long as he can they, physically hold up, they'll be straight. They threw him in with a Joe Flacco playbook and then tried to dumb it all the way down like he couldn't throw. We were saying that during the playoff game, like you have to throw it them. You can't just keep running the ball. Any defensive pick that shit apart. And that's what they did. Now they let him throw. And, oh, God, this boy can throw. So <clears throat> it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. Speaking of speaking of which, what you think about this goddamn just that Cowboys? That was some big flex, though. They had no business. We ain't got to go into that. Cowboys lost to the Jets. So I'm going to say Wait. this. I'm going to quote another podcast. The Cowboys are the good, bad team. They can beat the bad teams and lose to the good teams, even though that was a, you know, that didn't happen yesterday. That's what they are. They, they. That's what they are. You said the best. They flip. They fake dope. You know what I'm saying? They. I do credit Jerry. I think that. Again, it's coaching, right? So a lot of this is coaching, and like, I don't know. I don't know what you do with Jason Garrett. Like, you can fire him, and I think that's ultimately what they. That's ultimately where I land on what they should do. But I don't know. I don't know. So that, that's what they are. You have no business if you're the Cowboys losing to the Jets now, but. Their, that made their wins look even more fraudulent because, of course, it was Miami and some more teams. It was some bullshit teams they beat. So that ain't nobody to talk about. But the Jets, they down the trash, but they just got a guy who came back from Mono after sitting out a month. Do you think the Jets turned the corner after this, or are they still just the fucking Jets? Sam Darnold sucks. They are better with him than without him. I will they say that. Night and day. Jesus Christ. I mean, even like even though he sucks, they are a better team with him than without him. But they he sucks. Again, I'm you know, we, we're talking a lot about quarterbacks right now. We probably need to get rid of that. I am a I think that a lot of quarterbacks that have come in the league the past couple of years have been overrated. And like that's huh? Severely, two things were going on in the league trend. I, let me stop you for a minute. I hate to break up your point or your train of thought, but Quarterbacks are severely, grossly, not only overpaid, but overrated. There's only like, there's, I don't even know if there's 10 good quarterbacks in the league, honestly. Uh, you got a lot of middle of the pack, average, mediocre, and then you have a lot of bad. But as far as they're just overrated, they're just gassed up, it's, it's overpaid. Them and wide receivers have been overvalued to the 10th degree. Um, but go ahead and finish your point because they're going to lead me to my next point about. Marcus Mariota and the Titans. So I think that those positions have been overvalued. Running backs have been undervalued. And the economics of it make – so I think that people, when they overvalue and undervalue these positions, the economics of it plays a huge part. Running backs get hurt more. That's why they undervalue, right? Like we can't – and they and they look at it as an individual investment, right? This is a very shaky individual investment because these investments have a high chance of getting injured, have a – a very high usage rate, rate, which means a very low shelf life. That's why running backs are under. See, what I almost call dollar penny smart, dollar stupid, and it's true because you can even look at Ty Gurley. They don't have much. They don't have much time, uh, and that goes into a lot of different things. We got to start talking about the way the rookie contracts are structured. We got to start talking about payment. But the running back shit to me should be right up there with the quarterbacks as far as pay. Running backs dictate and so much of your team. Even more so than wide receivers. Like I don't even know how wide receivers leap for our running backs. It used to be you need a good running back and a strong defense. Hold like, on. We'll take Christian McCaffrey. Hold on. Their whole offense runs around him, not the quarterback. Hold on, Calhoun. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Yeah, so you were talking about running backs and kind of like the Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Allen. So, like, let's use Carolina. Let's sit there for a minute. The best version would be something like that, right? Like, maybe not Christian McCaffrey, maybe not Kyle Allen. But, you know, you have a proven, decent quarterback, but you have a dynamite running back and a good backup. And I think the Seattle... I think Seattle did this. I think everybody jumped on the Seattle bandwagon too quickly and jumped off the Seattle bandwagon too quickly. But I actually think Seattle did the perfect way. They found a quarterback late, used him cheap. He proved he was worth the money. So now they found a running back late, and now they have a good running back and a good quarterback. And so, like, you can pay one and not the other. You just need to make sure the one you're paying is a proven commodity. And that's the thing about, to me, about running backs now, I may overvalue, may say, but just looking at it, quarterbacks are, they may be the most important player on the field, maybe. I don't know. It may be. They had the hardest job, without a doubt. But the thing about a quarterback, that running back can offset so much. He does everything. I literally was looking at one of the games. The running back is your other lineman that you may need. Like, if if, if you're getting too much pressure, the running back can be your other blocker. If your running game not working, he can be the one who you line up. He can throw the ball. You can check down to him. You don't have to just get the ball and run the ball. He can also be your receiver. And then on top of that, he can be your runner and pace your tempo. Like, for instance, Kansas City, they high-flying offense. Now that you got Carlos Hyde running the ball for 118 yards and handing off to him 24 times, not to mention if you have five receptions, and not to mention you picking up the blocks that they come with a blitz, your running back can do all that. And that's just – there's very little few position that has to be. They are utility players by position. You have to be. You have to do all three facets of the game. So, so I, I think they're grossly undervalued. So I think the economics of football. So I think what happens is that they, by and large, they treat quarterbacks different, and kind of everybody else is the same, right? Like the quarterbacks, but they they look they need to change the economics of the running back position. So what I mean when I say that. So running backs should probably get a high number, a shorter contract, but higher pay in the shorter contract and higher guaranteed money or higher money tied to incentives. Hey, if you if you finish the year or if you play 80% of the games, you get this much bonus instead of being like, hey, we're going to sign you for a six-year contract. Hey, we'll sign you six-year, $30 million contract. That's what they try. Hey, we'll sign you to a three-year, $50 million contract if you hit these numbers. And I think that, right. you know, the economics of how we evaluate running backs from an economic, from a financial standpoint should change because they are so important and they are so. So it should just be running backs should have a low, I mean, kind of to your point in all of it, they should have a lower salary, I mean, a lower year count, but a higher salary because, you know, you are that important, even though your shelf life may not be that long. When you are on, you are that important. So. That's what I feel. I agree. Which, which is you. I'm gonna tell you something about the running back. That goes back to. That goes right into what's going on with San Francisco. San Francisco using like three of them motherfuckers. Mainly Tevin Coleman being one of them. Falcon Tevin Coleman. But that's how they're winning with their defense. They got like three first rounders on their defensive line, and they running the ball. Jimmy Garoppolo not. Beating everybody with his arm. They beating the shit out of everybody with the run game. They pacing your ass. And they playing stout defense. And they're number two in the league right now in defense. And that's how they beat the Rams, which is a little bit alarming. I thought the Rams would be better than that. But then you go with a high-paid quarterback. 
with a fragile running back, because Ty Gurley's on my fantasy as well. And 49ers came in and they beat them. That says something about the Rams, or does that say something about 49ers? Well, I think the Rams overrated because Jerry Goff isn't that good. So we, this ties back into the just what we just talked about. The when running backs when positions aren't that good, you can financially recover and find somebody else, except for quarterback. When your quarterback isn't good, it sinks the it sinks the team financially and it sinks the team on the field because all their money is tied. He has to produce for the money they pay him. Jerry Goff have to produce for the money they pay him. Carson Wentz has to produce for the money they pay him. And I don't mean be, you have to be damn near great. Like you can't be average. And we, we had this conversation about Cam and how it's time for him to move on from Carolina. He produced for a couple of years the money they paid him, but it left them short in other parts. Same thing we're hearing that line of Matt Ryan. Is Matt Ryan producing? Yes, but that money tied to him lead them short other ways. So now you do have an Ishmael Oliver, I mean a Kamal, I mean an Oliver start. You do have an Ishmael as a backup. Like that, and yes, your production can be off the charts, but it leaves you short other ways. That's why you have to be to be a great quarterback. You have to be Russell Wilson, where you're producing almost MVP historic status. So you can circumvent other things. Because for you to invest that much money in quarterback, you have to be shrewd in other ways, and it's very hard to be shrewd in drafting and free agency. If you're gonna be that good, you're gonna have to be. Your front office is gonna be good if you're gonna have to pay them. If you're gonna pay your quarterback the kind of money. Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, Rodgers, all of them got. Because you've seen Rodgers got that big contract, team with the shit. Russell Wilson, they're, they're drafting good. That's how. Chris Carson is for cheap. Andrew Lockett is for cheap. DK Metcalf is for cheap. Uh, Shaquem, they for cheap. Bobby Wagner only gets $10 million. The linebacker, his position make him cheap. So you have to you have to have a dynamite front office. Let's go back to the Falcons. They're not doing good. We had a whole podcast about the Falcons and the Cardinals. We don't have to get into it, but. Getting rid of Dan Queen is how you get them out of here. You got Oliver going because that's who he drafted and that's who you want to start. And come on, and Ishmael. When you got KZ on the field, and God have already told you, you start KZ. But you don't start KZ even though Neil is went out and that bum who you got from Philadelphia. You're still trying to put him at the nickel. So the Falcons have so many inept to twos going. That's why they limp-dicking all over the NFL. And one of the most, if not the most, um, disappointing team. And I have to say that for the Chargers. It just lost a 24-17 to a still a team with no Ben Roethlisberger. Antonio Brown is already gone and probably riding a unicorn to fucking city. Who knows what he's doing? Juju Smith-Schuster Smith has ended up being who knows a give a fuck. Le'Veon Bell is gone, but Connor's looking pretty, you know, yeah. They don't have no real tight end. Mike Tomlin back on the chopping block, but everyone always talk this Matt Ryan and all this other shit. Why nobody bring the Phillip Rivers to the goddamn to the pew. You need to come on up here to the chapel. Come on to the top of the church here. So I said this four years ago. When you were a staunch Phil River discussion, I was like, what you said? I, I was. And I was like, Phil River's overrated. Phil River's like, you can't win shit with Phil River's at quarterback. And now all this happened is he's gotten old, flabby and sick. And the Chargers stayed with him too long. They should have got rid of him two years ago. Just like the, and that's my word for the Falcons that they're gonna stay with Matt Ryan too long. Yeah, Phillip Rivers don't look like Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers looking like he, like he, he look like Eli. He look like him, Eli, and Ben Roethlisberger drafted yep. the same year. That's what he, he look like. About out of yeah, motherfuckers will be in the league almost twenty years soon. Yeah, he look like the old. He look like old dad when everybody playing on the field. 
And me, you, somebody, hey, boy, let me see it one time. I, you just playing all-time quarterback or some shit. You can't get out there and run with them young boys. You don't throw it like you, but I used to get it right in there. But I zipped it. I don't float. That was on me. Yeah, you got somebody like, boy, you got somebody like, yeah, my uncle was all world. Everybody know you were all world at one point. Then they look like, boy, Unk look old out there. That's what they, when they walk out of the field in the car on the way home, boy, Unk look old out there. Well, he used to be able to zip that mother. You know, you remember, he used to throw that bit by 60 yards. All that. Now you can't even, now you, uh, 35 yards. Mm. You try everything you got. You stretch your own, wind it up. That's how I feel the rivers looking out there. Uh, speaking of bad quarterback play last one, and we ain't going to spend no time on this. <laughs> we lost to Marcus Mariota a couple of weeks ago. Marcus Mariota was so good, bad against a bad Broncos team. Because I've seen about four of the Broncos team. I'll tell you this. They've lost all those games, but they play hard. They play for the coach. Like, that's one of the things where, like, this their first year coach. And this is the difference between them and Miami, right? So, like, you ask me should they fire Miami coach. I still say no because you're a first year coach. But Denver, you could take away some things. Like, man, they try for him. Like, he's not the best coach, but they trying for him. He like he's over his head, but boy, well, he inspired him. He need better coordinators because he inspired that team. But he inspired that team so much. Them folk bench Marcus Mariota, bum ass. And we talk about Jamie Winston, where is it for him? Where does Marcus Mariota need to go? Because he shouldn't be starting. He he won't. For Ryan I think he's I think he's more backup status than Jameis just because he just because of personality differences, right? Like, you don't have a big target on himself, but he's a backup. He's clearly. Like, they both should be either backups or out of the league. Scout team, practice team type motherfuckers. Oh, bull scout team, practice team. Just, hey, who was the backup? When it, not John Kitten. Who was the backup for the Cowboys? Was it two, three years ago when something happened? They were like, well, he's a. They, if he can go two and two during this time with a person out. They can go two and two. They're just high profile backups. The same thing with. So the same thing we were saying, Colin Kaepernick should have been at, at, at toward, that's what they can be, high-profile backups. If you got Super Bowl aspirations and you really want to put all your money eggs in this one-year basket, somebody get hurt, you can bring them in and you can you can, you can can survive the drop. So I think those are the, the ones you talk about. We were talking about the Ravens and Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson earlier. Yeah. I think Marcus Mariota be a good backup and assistant. Colin Kaepernick, good backup and assistant. Like those were Cause we have RG three need those for that system. I think that's what they call. Yeah, they RG three status, like for different reasons. But like, hey, we know this guy can, you know, we we he can spot start for us, no problem. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. So now they're going through the other leagues. So as we can see, there was a lot of storylines in the NFL yesterday. They breathed strong. A lot of good stories in the NFL. Uh, and for Falcon fans, you got to check our last podcast. Going forward, we may have more depth on the Falcons, but we did a whole podcast about the disappointment of them bums. Let's do a few picks and kicks. What you think? Starting Thursday, Chiefs versus Broncos in Denver. Who you got? Lions, Kansas City, by three and a half. I got the Chiefs, but I don't have them by three and a half. I have them winning by three. You said it best. The Broncos play hard for their coach. They play hard, but the Chiefs, man, it's a short week. I think the Chiefs beat these motherfuckers by seven or ten. I, I got them by a field goal. Or less. But I got Kansas City. We both got Kansas City to win. I think it'll be a good game, though. All right, go ahead. Um, Raiders Raiders at the Packers. Line of Green Bay by six and a half. Uh, I said they cover. I think the, I actually, let, 
I want to let's say this about the Raiders. I just think John Gruden has done a really good job considering the shit show that Antonio Brown brought with them. They three and two. The shit show Antonio Brown brought with them, just you know, them moving to Vegas next year. Well, I think John Gruden has actually done. I think they drafted decent. I really didn't think Mike May, Mike Mayock would do this. Jay Jacobs is good. Josh Jacobs is good. Still, the jurors out on Derek Carr, but I think they're a decent team. I just think that. West Coast going to Green Bay in the cold. I think they lose, but I think it's a close game. Raiders was a shit show, and I think it's only one man who can reel that team in. It's unbelievable the job he's doing. I'm actually rooting for him after all that Antonio Brown and Hard Knocks shit. I watched the Hard Knocks. I didn't see the Raiders being even as good as they are. Right now, he has to be a coach of the year candidate. He gotta be. With all the shit they had, with all the shit going on, not just them moving. To Las Vegas, that shit with Antonio Brown, and then all that shit with Antonio Brown, you still lost Antonio Brown. You basically gave away two draft picks for nothing. Right. You it, that was gonna arguably not arguably. He was gonna be the best player on your team. Point blank period. There's nobody else they got. There's no world beaters on their defense or offense. Then you think about it, they lost their number one draft pick, that Ricky uh safety, who actually was a headhunter. They lost him. And they just keep chugging along. I'm not impressed by the Packers. I think they, they fell in a while. I'm not impressed by them. Um, that offense that they got, it's the same offense. Like Cashin had, it, it limits their quarterbacks some kind of way. And Aaron Rodgers limited. And Aaron Rodgers, quietest cup, has been declining. But they have been winning. And I think they'll win this game, too. Six and a half. I don't think they do six and a half. I don't think they cover. Raiders play you hard. I don't think they cover. I agree with What about the Falcons and the Rams? Um, should we say this for? Let's go on and tackle it now. Line is rounds by three. Hold on, you want to save it for land? We can save it for land. I go to somebody else. Hold it. Forty uh, ers Redskins. That's easy. Redskins. What's the line on that? I got San Francisco by ten. I think they win. I think they cover. What's the line? Ten. And they in Washington. Yeah, they cover. If they don't cover, it's just because they are running first team, and that it's hard to cover double digit spreads when you run for when you a heavy run team like that. It is, but their defense so good, the Redskins can't move the ball. Period. And what they got, Case Keenum? Yeah. Fuck that. That ain't gonna work. Colt McCoy. What do you think about this Haskins kid? You think he's really this bad, or he's not getting a good shot? Again, is when you bring these when you bring Ohio State the same thing. Throw the ball in space to the athletes. Let them. When you get these quarterbacks, you have to get the system with them. That's why Marcus Mariota, that's the difference between Marcus Mariota and Jameis. So, like, we, we're not going to keep talking about them. Jameis came from a pro system, which is, like, this is a system you ran in college. Marcus Mariota came from a deplete, completely different system. And the things that they asked him to do, he's never done. And he can't do. He can't do. James Winston showed he can do, but he can't do professionally. So Right. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. 49ers cover this. They keep on going. 6-0 coming up. Uh, Vikings at the Lions. Ooh, that's going to be better than me. Everybody thought it would be come before the season. The Lions' quietest cup has been pretty good this year. I didn't think Matt Patricia was that good a coach. I always thought Matthew Stafford was that good a quarterback. He just had some bonehead mistakes. But secretly, the Lions are a good team. So, like, I would think you would maybe not like them more, but respect them more just because they seem like a balanced team. What's the line? The line's even, so it's a pick em. I think the Kirk Cousins is dying to shit on the Vikings fans, and I think this is where he started to take a shit on their season. I got the Lions winning. I'm going to go Lions. It's a division game. 
Not saying the Vikings can't win, because if Kirk Cousin bring what he brought yesterday to this game, the Lions going to have a real issue. Cause that was at home. Who you thought it was. Kirk Cousin was at home, on the road. On the road, division game. I'm going Lions. Colts, Texans. Lions is in Indianapolis by one and a half. Texas showed me something. I think they're not that great a team, but they did show me something with beating in Kansas City. But the Colts, I like both of these teams. I think I actually I like the Colts to win this game. I think the Colts are a hardworking blue collar team who don't make mistakes. And I actually think Frank Reich is a really good coach. So I'm gonna take them. In a case like this where the teams are even, I'm gonna go to the coaches. I think Frank Reich is a better coach than Bill O'Brien. So I'm gonna take the Colts. Very even team. Very even. Very good game. This should be a real good game. Um, Colts and Texans. That being said, Deshaun Washington, Joe, uh, Jacob, uh, or Jacob Brissett, I'm going. Oh, but the Colts got a mean run game, though. I like Mac, and they got Marlon Mack is re- Marlon Mack, Matthew Brashida for the 49ers. Those are probably the two most underrated skill position players in the league. Oh, I'm going Texans, though. Mm-hmm. They, they ain't just showed me something that game. They haven't showed me something the last few games. They, they showed me something with the Saints. I mean, they defensively gave that shit up late on a terrible how they, they defensive call they made at the end to get Drew Brees that little time for that kicker to come in. But it was like 20 some seconds. That boy took a hell of a hit getting that ball off. I'm going Texas. This is when we should get bring the belt back. Now it's starting to get good. Let's go. Back to the bullshit. Bengals versus Jaguars. Who you got? Going to miss you. The Bengals been terrible. What's the line on this? The Bengals have really surprised me how bad they look. Bengals, on the real, look just as bad as Miami. I'm going to let you guess the line. Cincinnati's at home. It's Jacksonville versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati's at home. There's no line for it? No, I want you to guess the line. Three? Jacksonville by three. I would have thought the line would have been higher. No, Jacksonville ain't nothing impressive either. They yeah, but you just said the best guys. Cincinnati. Miami looks like the worst team in history. Cincinnati looked like the worst team this year. Like, I don't think the line would have been five. Like, Jacksonville, granted, they don't score enough to have that high of a line, but I definitely would have thought it would have been higher than three. No, they're not. I, to be quiet, I think some of this air about the fears out of that Jacksonville Garden Michigan. They got a horrible coach. Yeah, but the a, Bengals are horrible. Are with a horrible coach, so like I don't. I'm, they don't look this bad, and they don't have no bad man. Mixon, I got Mixon on my fucking fantasy team. He killing me. Mixon doing nothing. They got a. He's supposed to be a good running back. Tyler Eifert is back. AJ Green, of course, is hurt as usual. But that boy, uh, boy, Tyler Boyd is still out there. Like that team is not depleted. They look like shit. That coach is trash. I got the Jaguars. As Cardinals versus Giants. This is going to be a good one, honestly. Two rookies. Neither one of these teams are really good. Let me tell you something to me. You you get very good games. You have two real bad teams playing against each other and two real good teams playing against each other. So I don't think the Giants are real bad. I think the Giants are bad, but not real bad. I got the Giants winning. I I think Daniel Jones. So let me tell you my theory. I told you my theory offline. When the quarterback plays... In college, for a team with lesser talent, holds his own. He's gonna be a good quarterback in the pros. It's the exact opposite of Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, that conundrum. They've always played with the best talent and just get the ball to the talent and let them out talent people. I think he's gonna be, a, and this chess my theory. I think he's gonna be a really good quarterback. So I, I'm take Daniel Jones and the Giants. 
You said that. You didn't say that. They said Saigon. Uh, they got Saquon Barkley back. I'm going Giants, no problem. I was going to take the Giants because I think the Cardinals. I think Cliff Kingsbury. So I'm going to go against them every week. He's horrible. I like Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray showed me something. Kyler Murray don't flinch. Uh, that, that's something that can't be coached. That's something that you either have or you don't. That cat don't flinch at all. And, he, and no moment is big for him. That being said, and he already have a rapport with Larry Fitzgerald, which is interesting. But that being said, Cardinals is not a good team at all. I'm going to go Giants. Uh, what's the line on this game? Three? Two and a half for Giants. Yeah, I, they cover. Uh, Bills versus Dolphins. What you got? Lions Buffalo by 17. No way in here they cover 17, but they win the game. 17? Buffalo ain't that good. Dolphins ain't that bad. Buffalo wins. Dolphins so. that bad. Buffalo ain't that good. Yeah, so Buffalo win, but not by no 17. Buffalo win. They might go win by 7 to 10. They run the ball a lot. They're not no air it out offense to be anybody by 17. Dolphins are horrible, though. Chargers versus Titans. Ooh. At Titans. So this go to your theory, two shitty teams. Yeah. Does Marcus Mariota start the, this week? Uh, I don't think so. I think Ryan Channing will start. There's no line because they don't know who the starter is. That's an interesting game. I think Chargers win. Chargers have to win this game if they're going to turn their season around. So I go with you, Chargers. Again, to go back to everything, time. right? Like, in this case, I trust Philly Rivers more than I trust anybody in Tennessee's going to try it out. So. Right. No, no, right. Next game. Uh, Saints and the Bears. going to be a defensive shootout. If, if and Drew Brees ain't here, all that bullshit, all that slow balling shit playing right in the Chicago hand. Even as bad as that dumbass quarterback is, you can't play that low, that low scoring shit with the Bears. I don't think. You definitely ain't moving the ball against them if you're the Saints. I got the Bears at home. Depends on who's. Uh, is Mr. Trubisky back for them? Does it matter? If he's back, I got the Saints win. If he's not back, I got the Bears win. With Chase Daniels? No. Yeah, I think they're a better team with Chase Daniels. I think they're a better team because their coaches try not to do too much. I still think the coaches still believe in Trubisky and try to do too much. Actually, you know what? I'm going to ride the Saints anyway. Go back to whatever. I believe in Sean Payton more than I believe in anybody else in, in this game. Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy's not a good coach. He's a decent coach. He's not a hell, hell of a coach, though. I think he's uh, right. I think they I think he's saddled with Trubinsky. I got the Saints. I got the Bears. Uh next one, Ravens and Seahawks. That's gonna be a good one. Line to Seattle about three and a half. On the road, this this is a classic Lamar Jackson fluff fuck, fuck up game. Give me Seattle. I net call. Lamar, Lamar Jackson don't really do fuck ups, honestly. And it's you know what you take? You can say two things on the road. You know what it is. Defense and a run game. And they got both. That being said, <coughs> Russell P. Carroll, they playing like a madman. And they might be that new Sean Payton Drew Reeves. I- I'm going to go with Seattle, too. Uh, Cowboys and the Eagles. Eagles at a- 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 Jerry World. All right, that's a game I wish they could just fast forward. I wish some- what I'll probably do is what I normally do on games like this. Go to sleep, wake up in the middle of the night and see the score, and go back to sleep. Yeah, I don't know why they keep trying to pump us with that America team bullshit. We got to see the Cowboys every week, but we and the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles are over. The Eagles are overrated. The Cowboys are overrated. 
I don't care which team win this game. The line is Dallas by two and a half. I mean, I I I just go with Dallas. I think actually that's a lie. I'm gonna go with Doug Peterson. Even though I think very low little Carson Wentz, I think Dak is better than Carson Wentz, and I think Doug Peterson is better than Jason Garrett. So it's a battle of the average, battle of mediocrity. Uh, I think Cowboys are trash and overrated, but I think you're right. I will say that I think you're right. And although Doug Peterman is way better, Carson Wentz is not that deal at all. Carson Wentz is the reason why they why they lose. They haven't effectively started. They haven't found out how to run the ball like they should because they should be running that ball with Jordan Howard. And they don't use him like they should be using him. So I'm going to go Cowboys. I think Cowboys win this game. And the last one is the Jets-Patriots. We all know the Patriots win. Well, the Jets win this one, right? Jets, Jets extend their winning streak? Yeah, my line of Patriots by 10. Give me the Patriots and give me the line. They're in New England. Okay. Patriots win by 20. We got one more game that we didn't talk about. Who? Falcons and the Rams. We're going to say the Falcons for last every week. Oh, yeah. I forgot about them. See how forgettable they are? Uh, they're at home, right? Yeah. Yeah. They lose to the Rams, and it's interesting because the Rams don't look like shit this year. Uh, I think the Rams are taking a step back. I've never been a Jared Goff fan. I've always thought Jared Goff was known and overrated. I don't think he's good. I don't even think he's middle of the pack. I think he's at the bottom of the middle of the pack. I don't think he's nothing. They haven't. I don't know what's going on with the Todd Gurley situation with the Rams. I don't know if he's this fried. I don't know what's going on. Even when he's in the game, they're not using him like they should be using him. I think their receiving core is overrated. Somebody said this morning that the Rams got the best receiving core in the league. That's a lie. I think Cooper Cup is better than I thought he would be, and he's good, but no way they best receiving core in the league. But Charmaville against Dan Quinn, the way the Falcons playing, the way our defense is playing, like we're gonna we, this is gonna be the game that had the Rams turn the corner. We're gonna we're gonna carry everything that ails the Rams. What's the line on this game? Rams by three. Uh, do they win by more than three? I don't think the Rams win. You think the Falcons win? This is a vintage Falcons fuck up and blow this for the season. This is a vintage see the far don't see the forest for the trees game. The Falcons are gonna do something stupid and win this fucking game. One because the Rams suck. Two because the Falcons are, Falcons are not dumb enough to realize, hey, we should just be in tank mode. This is a this is a quintessential. The Falcons are gonna do way too much. Win the game a day later than a dollar short. That's what the Falcons are. So I got the Falcons win. Falcons win this game. Falcons win this game and they lose. Listen, boy, that would that would piss me off to be honest with you, like. You can't win this game and then because you're gonna come back and lose against Seattle and you're gonna come back and lose against the Saints. Now, that's like no brainers. And you're right, they will fuck us and do something like that. But Jesus Christ, we can't, we can't we're just go in there and lose the game like you're supposed to. That's how you help the fan base. Go on and lose this game as soon as we can go ahead and get Dan Quinn the fuck on out of here. But I got him losing. And I got the Rams coming, but the Rams do suck this year. I, I'll tell you that. And I didn't see that coming. Did you see them looking this bad? Yep. You, you did? Yeah. 
I told you, little shit around. Jared Goff, a lot of it, yeah, a lot of you motherfuckers got sorry motherfuckers who run the show. You know, I don't, don't overthink this shit. Jared Goff sucks. Mitchell Trubisky sucks. That's why those two teams aren't going to win the Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins suck. Put them in the great two. None of them teams are going to do anything until they replace either one of those three. Carson Wentz, too. You know why Philly won the Super Bowl? Because Carson Wentz got replaced. Dak. Dak is probably the lowest bar quarterback you can win the Super Bowl with unless you have a hellacious team. Let me ask you this. If they lose to the Rams and then lose to the Seahawks, we do that next one is a bye. Do the Falcons make did Dan Quinn make it out of that? Nah. I think they Dan Quinn don't make it out. The question you need to be worried about is do Dimitrov make it? He's the one who's gonna who's flying under this radar. You know he's going to sliver his way through. But the next two games going into the bar, you lose to the Rams, a bad team, and lose to Seattle, which is an easy loss. Do Dan Quinn keep his job after the bar? No, nah, he gone. But Dimitrov stays. Until the end of the season. Then Dimitrov stays to next year. That's what you need to be worried about. Dimitrov stays to next year. If Demetrius stays after they hire a new coach, then you can go ahead and write the Falcons off. Because he's only going to hire a coach that can work with him or won't fire him. That's the whole thing they did this year, last and hour quit, right? Because it was a whole, is, is why are we not firing Thomas Demetrius? Well, that's up in there. If the new coach want another GM, then we'll get another GM. If not, then we'll keep Thomas Demetrius. Meanwhile, how are we going about his search for the coach? Oh, Thomas Demetrius is picking the coach. So, of course... He's going to pick somebody who's going to work with him. Remember, that was in the podcast that we had. Of course he's going to do that. If they go forward with Thomas Dimitrov, Arthur Blank is an idiot. He's already an idiot status, but he's a, he's a fucking buffoon. He's retarded. He need, to be in, he need to be put in the home if he does that. All right, com. Thank you guys for listening. This is the triumphant return of Picks and Kicks. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend.